Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is the importance of fatherhood. We're going to discuss why fathers are absolutely necessary and the importance they have in the lives of their children. Now, fathers are right there from the very start. Let's go back. It takes a male and a female to come together to conceive a child. Now, pregnancy cannot be achieved without the contribution of the male's 23 chromosome and the female's 23 chromosomes. They come together and conceive a child. Now, during the pregnancy, obviously, the female is the one who is carrying the child. She's the one. But the father still has a very important role. It's the father's job to make sure the mother is safe, she's protected, she's cared for, and provided for in order to secure a healthy, full-term baby. So from the very beginning, the father has a role to play. His role is to protect, love, nurture, and provide for the mother. That's his job. Now, after that child is born, the father has a role. Obviously, the father is not going to breastfeed the baby because the mother is the one with the breasts. She's the one who has the breasts. He doesn't. But he has other roles to play. He's going to protect. He's going to nurture. He's going to provide. He's going to guide. He's going to do all the stuff that fathers do. And that's the problem. A lot of people don't know the roles of fathers. And we're going to talk about that today. What are the roles of fathers? Because a lot of people get confused, especially if they live in a society that really don't provide training or education to the people. So they're going to learn what fatherhood is all about through their relationship with their fathers. But if they don't have a father in the house to be a positive role model, then they pretty much don't know what fatherhood is about unless they learn it from other people, unless they're being taught. Now, we do have fathers in the house sometimes who are not actively engaged with their children. So they're not necessarily positive role models because they probably grew up in a home where there was no father. So they don't know what to do and they don't know what not to do. They don't know what's appropriate or what's inappropriate. They don't know what's what's good father roles or what are bad father roles. They don't know. So they have to learn. So this is why we're going to talk about this today because a lot of men are unaware of the roles that they play as fathers. And a lot of women don't understand the importance of fathers. And so they don't really help facilitate that 
role for the fathers by cooperating with them or making the children available and helping the children understand the need to have a relationship, a healthy relationship with their fathers. That's what we're going to talk about because we have a lot of fatherless children who are being raised by single mothers. And we're not going to talk about why they're single. We're going to talk about what happens when they're single and they're raising children without fathers. That's what we're going to talk about today. Because if it took two people, male and female, to come together to conceive a child, male and female, to go to the pregnancy, then it should take a male and a female to raise that child. Now, for whatever reason, sometimes that doesn't happen, and we'll talk about that. But now we want to just talk to the fathers and let them know that it is important that they participate in the lives of their children. It is crucial. It is absolutely necessary because every study that has been conducted has shown that fatherless children suffer tremendously in every area. They are hurt. They are living without. They're being deprived of their father's love, attention, guidance, and support. It is unfortunate that many children have to live under those conditions. Now, does it mean that because a person doesn't have a father actively in their lives or a father you know, figure, that means that they're going to automatically be a bad person? No. Does it mean they're going to be automatically traumatized? Not necessarily, but their risk of being traumatized increases. Their risk of having all kind of social problems, psychological problems, emotional problems increases when they don't have an active father in their lives. So it's very important that fathers start understanding their roles for the ones who don't, because we do have a lot of fathers who are great fathers. They're doing everything that they're supposed to do to be there for their children. But we do have some other people who are not fulfilling their roles, responsibilities, or obligations as fathers. And this is what we're going to be talking about. What happens when they decide that they're not going to do this? Or they, they can't do this and they're not trying to make it in a way where they can have some type of contact with their children. This is what we're going to be talking about today. So let's just get it clear. Both parents are absolutely necessary in order to raise healthy, positive, and productive children who are well-balanced. Mothers are not more important or significant than fathers. They are both equally needed. They are both equally valued and required to raise children who are healthy. The same way that fathers provide, mothers provide, but they're providing different things. Of course, they both provide love, emotional support, guidance, 
structure, discipline, order, and they both help their children build positive self-esteem and self-confidence. They both help them develop secure attachment. They both can be great role models. It's just that they do provide other things that the children need. A mother cannot give what a father can give, and that is fatherly nurturing, fatherly guidance, fatherly support. I mean, it's coming from a father, from a father's perspective. So a mother cannot be a substitute for a father. The same way a father can't be a substitute for a mother. He can only play his part the same way that the mother can only play her part. All right. Some people are doing um, Father's Day. They would give mothers cards saying that because she played the role of the father, that they're giving her a father's card or acknowledging that she she uh, played both parts. But even though she did the best that she could do, and I'm not taking anything away from any single mother who raised fatherless children. I'm not taking anything away from them. All I'm saying is that a father can give a child something that a mother can't. And that doesn't take anything away from the mother. It doesn't minimize what she's done. All right? It doesn't demonize her in any way. It just is a fact that mothers cannot give children what a father can give. It's a fact that fathers cannot give children what a mother can give. It's just a fact that we have to acknowledge that. Now, things happen. It doesn't mean that the children who are raised in fatherless homes are doomed to fail. No, it just means that they're going to have to meet some of the challenges that come with not having a father. Now, fathers, no matter where they are, should make every effort to be an active, loving, and productive figure in their children's lives. It doesn't matter if they're single, they're not with the mother, it doesn't matter because that creates a barrier for a lot of fathers because they're not actively having a relationship with the mother, that sometimes create problems. Fathers, sometimes they don't want to be part of their children's lives because they're not with the mother for whatever reason. I'm not criticizing, judging, or putting fathers down, but there's a lot of barriers, a lot of difficulties to be able to maintain a healthy relationship when mother and fathers are not in an active relationship. It's very challenging. It's a lot of obstacles that get in their way. So we do understand why some single fathers have a very hard time trying to maintain relationship with their children. But it's important that they try. And if they can't, then it's understandable. But at least they try. They put the maximum effort to at least try to be part of their children's lives. Married. You know, you have couples who are married. The father is physically in the home, but he's not present. Maybe he's working two or three jobs, or maybe he's emotionally, mentally detached. Maybe he's letting the mother raise the children by themselves. So in essence, physically the father's there, but he's absent in many ways. And it seemed to be as if 
These children are fatherless because the fathers are not actively involved in their lives. So if you are one of those fathers who live in a house with your children and you're not having a healthy relationship with your children, you're not communicating with them, you're not bonding with them, you're not spending time with them, you're not trying to understand them as people, as human beings, you're not providing for them, then it's a problem. That child is living as if he or she is a fatherless child and you need to change that. Now, divorced fathers, just because you and your ex-wife are not together doesn't mean that you cannot parent your child. It doesn't mean that. Now, you're going to have to make all efforts. You're going to have to try until you can't try anymore to make sure that you can have a healthy relationship with your child. Don't allow the divorce to make you divorce from your child. Okay, divorce is between the mother and the father. It's not between the parent and the children. Now we'll talk about some of the difficulties in the complex that happens that makes some divorce parents unable to sustain a good parental relationship. We'll talk about that later right? Separated. Parents, if you're separated, you're still married, but you're separated. Don't let that be a barrier to prevent the father from being part of his child or children's lives. Very important. Okay. Don't say that, well, we're separated now. I don't have to be a parent to my child because I'm not physically in the house. When I get back home, when we get back together, I'll be a parent. Don't take that as an opportunity to separate yourself from your child. You're separated from your spouse, but you're not separated from your child. Keep that in mind because that child still needs you whether you're physically in the house or not. That child still needs you. Still needs your love, your support, and your help. Now, if you're a widow, okay, your mate died, It's important that you continue to have a relationship with your child because your child needs you more than ever. As a father, if that child's mother dies, it is crucial that you be part of their lives because they're grieving, they're hurting, they're traumatized at the loss of their mother and they desperately need you to be there. Right? So no matter what the situation or circumstances may be, it's absolutely necessary that you be part of your child's life. Now, let's look at some other situations. It doesn't matter if you're not working because a lot of parents think that if I'm not working, I'm not going to be part of my child's life because I don't have anything to contribute. Assuming that the only thing they can give is money. Okay, please don't let that be a deterrence for you not to be part of your child's life because you're not working. That's not an excuse. Okay, you can definitely contribute much more to your child's life besides money. Now, child support is not just financial contribution. It's the involvement in your child's life. It's you being involved in your child's life on all levels. Now, the state or the government focus on money or monetary compensation when it comes to child support. 
But definitely child support is much, much more than just providing financially for your child. All right. It's being involved. All right. Now, if you're working, maybe you're working two or three jobs and you're not able to make the time to spend with your child. Now, you become an absentee father. Your child is fatherless because you're just trying to struggle and make it financially. It's very important that you find a way to give that child some time because, yeah, you can give the child money. You can buy the child nice clothes and things, but that's not enough. The child needs you emotionally, fathers. You need it. You are needed on a mental level. You're needed on a social level. You're needed in every level possible. So please don't neglect your children's well-being because you're busy making money just to provide a roof over their head. I understand that. But you still need to be there when you can. Even if it's just a couple hours a day. Even if it's every other day. Even if it's once a week. You need to establish some type of contact with your children, communication, and build a rapport to sustain a healthy relationship. So it's very important that fathers reach out to their children, no matter what the circumstances may be. It's important for them to be part of that child's life. They need you on an emotional level. They need you on a mental level. They need you physically to be there because children can look up to their fathers. They see their characters, their morals, their values, their principles, their work ethics. They can see certain things in motion by having a father, learning how to interact with their fathers, learning how to build a healthy relationship. All that helps them in so many ways. Be there for them in their education. Be part of their school. Be part of their recreational activities. Help them by contributing to them in terms of culturally or on a traditional level. Teach them about their culture. Teach them about their way of life. Teach them about their ancestors. Be there for them on a social level. Help them gain some sense of spirituality. When they have a medical appointment, a dental appointment, go with them. There are many ways that fathers can be there for their children. It's not just financial. And don't assume that your children don't need you. Don't assume that because they do need you. They need you. And a lot of the children may not even be able to verbally express why they need their fathers. They just know that they do need them. And some children out of defense to protect themselves, they will say, I don't need him. I don't need him. He wasn't around when I was small, so I don't need him now. That's just their pain talking. That's just their trauma and their fear. Their fear of abandonment that, hey, if I start a relationship with him, he's going to get up and leave again. So I'm not going to risk that type of pain. So I'm going to close up and I'm going to protect myself. I'm not going to let my daddy in because if I open up emotionally, he's going to hurt me again. He's going to disappear. They fear rejection. Maybe they think something's wrong with them. And that's the reason why you never had a relationship with them or you left. 
All right. So it's very important for you to build some type of rapport with your children. Now, let's go back a little bit. Before you do that, some fathers need to get themselves right. Okay. Before you be available to provide for your children, you may have to get certain things right. Now, you may not have to get everything right because that's going to take too long. But the most important things you need to get it right. Now, if you know that you have a problem, then you need to address it before you come into your children's lives or you continue to be in your children's lives. You need to address it. You definitely need to address it. And we'll talk more about that. But right now, take care of yourself. You have to provide yourself with self-care. You got to be in a healthy place. You got to have self-love, self-respect, self-sufficiency, self-discipline, self-empowerment. If you're not able to take care of yourself, how are you going to be able to take care of your children? You got to put that effort out there. You got to start somewhere. You are work in progress. It doesn't mean for you to stay away from your children because you don't love yourself. Now, if you're doing self-destructive things, you need to stay away from your children. And we'll talk about that in a second. All right. But we're talking about the fathers. You don't have to be perfect to be a father. The same way mothers don't have to be perfect. They have their flaws. They have their weakness. They have their issues. And they work through them because they don't want to damage or traumatize their children. The same way as fathers, you have to be willing to work through your issues so you don't bring that to your children. So you don't bring the drama and the trauma and all this craziness to your children. you got to be able to get it together. Get it together. At least get it together when you're in front of them. Maybe you still have your issues that you need to work through. But when you are with your children, you make sure that certain things that you know are negative, certain things that you know are inappropriate or unacceptable, don't do it around your children. Because you have enough love for them. You have enough respect for them. And you have enough self-discipline to contain yourself. Certain things you're just not going to do. Now, it's important to know your role and responsibility as a father because unfortunately a lot of men don't know because they were fatherless or they didn't have a healthy father in their lives. They didn't have a father that was engaging with them, teaching them, nurturing them, loving them. They didn't have that. They probably had an absentee father. He was there, but he wasn't there. And we're not trying to demonize nobody because If you don't know, you just don't know. If you don't have anybody in your life to teach you, how are you supposed to know? All right, so now let's talk about the roles and responsibility. A lot of men don't know. All right, let's just go through some of the roles and responsibilities that fathers have. All right, the first thing is that they they are a provider. A provider, provide the basic necessities for their children. The food, the clothes, the shelter. You provide that to make sure that your children have. And I know a lot of men, especially men in low economic status. If a man is not employed or he's underemployed, he doesn't have the skills for him to secure a good paying job. Now, being a provider could be a challenge. And we understand that especially living in a capitalistic society 
where if you don't have something to exchange for money, then, you know, you're going to be broke. Now, we do understand a lot of men are not proud of their economic position because they don't have to give their children. All right. But if you don't have financially to give your children, there are other things that you can do. You could assist the mother in providing for their basic need. Maybe you can help cook. Maybe you can help wash the clothes. Maybe you can help clean the house. There are other things that you can do to be a provider. Maybe you can help them with their homework. All right? You can help them learn new life skills. Provider is not just providing money. Again, like I said earlier, it's providing other things. So if you're not in the position at this time to provide financially for your children, please continue to be in their lives and provide other necessities that they need, whether it be emotional, recreational, educational, social. Like I said, all those things I said before, you can assist in providing them. So as a father, your role is a provider. And a lot of men, because of the shame and the guilt, they stay away from their children because they're not in a position to financially provide. It's important. And a lot of mothers as well, you push these fathers away because they're not in a position to provide. And that's wrong. If that man is not a threat to his children in any way, he's not abusing them, he's not hurting them, you should allow him. It is his right as a father to be part of his child's life. And if you as the mother prevent that from happening, you are contributing to that child's mental problems. Okay, you're creating, you're contributing that problem. Okay, if you prevent a father from being part of his child's life because he don't have no money, that is wrong. That is morally wrong. Now, a lot of people won't accept that because they think a father, he should be providing. But there are many circumstances that make him unable to provide. It doesn't reflect on him as a father. He's still a father, whether he has money or not, whether he have a job or not. He's still a father. And he still has something that he can bring to his children's betterment to help them grow as human beings, to help them be better people. So you cannot deny him his parental rights or deprive him of being part of his children's life. That's wrong. If you're doing that as a woman, it's wrong. And if you're doing that as a family member, because you have sometimes family members interfere and they stop that, and that's wrong. Now, as a father, you are a protector. You're supposed to protect your children from harm, from injury, from danger. You have to be the one to make sure that they're in a safe environment. That is your job as a father. You're going to protect your children. You're not going to be the one to hurt them. You're not going to be the one to place them in harm way. You're going to be the one to make sure that they're safe all the time. They're playing and having fun and you're the one looking out. You're looking at their surroundings, their environment, not just physical, but what they're doing online, internet experience. You know, how they 
are engaging with other people. As a father, you're the protector for your children. As a father, you're the disciplinary. All right, you're preparing your child to have self-control. You're helping your child establish boundaries. All right, that is your job as a father. As a father, you are a teacher. You're teaching your children. You're instructing them on survival skills, behavior, how to behave, how to act. You're giving them social skills. You're giving them life skills. You are a teacher. Even if you don't have a high school diploma, even if you illiterate, even if you can't read or write, you've never been to college, it doesn't matter. You're still a teacher. You have a lot of life skills. You have a lot of life experience, common sense, wisdom, knowledge that you can share with your children to help them. They don't have to go through the difficulties of life to learn certain things. You can already prepare them. You can give them social skills, how to carry themselves, how to walk and talk, how to hold their head up high, how to shake a hand firmly, how to look somebody in the eye. As a father, you can teach your children these things. As a father, you're a supporter. You want to make sure that there's peace in the house. There's security and positivity. Everything is running and working in order. Structure is maintained. You're a supporter. You're there to support that mother, that woman, you know, that's maintained that household. You're there to support her. You're there to make sure everything's okay. Everything's working right. You're not just there to lay up and sleep and be lazy and talking on the phone all the time, hanging out with your friends, watching football and basketball. No, you're there to be a supporter, making sure that everything in the house is ran properly. You're not there just there to watch the mother do everything. You're there to support, to help. It's a partnership. Raising a child, operating a household is definitely a partnership. You're there to be a positive role model demonstrate with your lifestyle, morality, personality, behavior, and your attitude, how a child should be. You're being a good example. You that role model, that positive, that's the word here, positive role model. As a parent, as a father, it is your duty and your right to be a positive role model. Your child should say, I want to be like my dad when I grow up. Your child shouldn't be ashamed of what you're doing. And if you're doing something to make your child ashamed, then, you know, you need to check yourself. All right? As a father, you're a leader. You're taking the initiative to take the necessary actions to make changes, to get the job done and enforce rules. You're there to inspire, to motivate. You're a leader. As a father, you are a leader. That's what you are. You're leading by example. You're there to be a loving person. By you loving that child's mother, respecting her, treating her right with kindness and love. You're showing your child how to be a loving person. You're showing that child reciprocity, emotional reciprocity, generosity. You're teaching that child how to be in a healthy relationship. That child needs to be able to see you 
and their mother interacting in a healthy way. Yeah, you're going to have arguments, you're going to fuss, you may fight, but not physically. You're not going to be abusive. You're not going to be dysfunctional. You're not going to be tearing each other down. You're not going to be trying to kill each other. You, as a father, need to make sure that you are a good role model to teach your children, both girls and boys, how to act, how to think, how to feel, how to be. You are the role model for them. So if you didn't know these things, if you're listening to this podcast, now you understand these are the roles of a father. And I know that, you know, a lot of people don't teach boys about being fathers. A lot of boys don't even plan on being fathers. It just happened because they're being reckless or irresponsible. They're having unprotected sex with some girl and they get the girl pregnant. A lot of them don't even think about What is their role as a father? What they need to be doing? What they need to be saying? How they need to be doing it? They don't don't know. They don't have a clue. And a lot of those boys, they've seen their moms be single mothers. They have been fatherless. So they think it's okay for them to get a girl pregnant and just keep it moving. They don't have to do anything. Now, we do have some responsible young men. They get a girl pregnant and they try their best to contribute to be part of that child's life. Now you have the opposite. You have the mother who have been fatherless and she doesn't want him to be part of that child's life because she thinks that she could do it by herself. Because that young man is not having a relationship with her. He's with somebody else. She has a problem with that. So here we are. We have that cycle being repeated. All right, moving on. As a father, it's important for you to identify what type of parenting style you want. I mean, you should have decided that before that child was was conceived, but we don't live in a perfect world. Things happen. So once you know you're going to be a father, it's important for you to start learning about being a father. Start talking to the men who are already fathers, who you want to emulate, you want to look up to. Go read books on fatherhood, watch documentaries, movies, It's important. Start writing down what do you want to do for your child as a father. You can look at your relationship with your own father. If it was healthy, now you know what to do. If it was not healthy, you know what not to do. But it is up to you. You have to decide what type of father you're going to be. Are you going to follow your own father? Your grandfather? Your uncle's? the guys in the neighborhood, or you're going to choose your own parenting style. Now, what what do you have to choose from? Now, you can consciously choose what type of relationship you want to have with your child. You consciously choosing that. You don't have to get the relationship that comes by default. You don't have to do it that way, the way your daddy did it, the way your grandfather did it, the way your uncle. You don't have to. You don't have to. You can design the type of relationship you want. All right? Now, let's go back a little bit. Now, if you're choosing the type of father you want to be before you have a child, it's equally as important to choose the mother carefully who's going to be their mother. Choose that woman that's going to be their mother. Now, does she have the desired traits, the personality or lifestyle 
that's necessary to raise healthy children? Can you create a healthy parenting relationship or partnership with her? You see this girl, she's pretty, she's fine, she got big booty, she got a nice pretty face, she got this, she got that, but you're sleeping with her. Can she be a good mother if she gets pregnant, whether it's planned or as an accident? Is she mother material? And a lot of times men get involved with women who are not mother material. They're not mature. They're not nurturing. They're not caring. They're not stable. They're not healthy. Now, if they get pregnant and they choose to keep that child, now this is the mother of your child and you're going to have to deal with her for 18 years. Most importantly, your child is going to have to live with her for 18 years. So it's very important when you want to be a father that you have to choose a woman who have the potential to be a good, healthy mother. Very important. A lot of guys overlook this. You want to be a good father, but you have to find a woman that could be a good mother so you all can have a good parental relationship. If you can't do that, the child is already put at risk of being in a fatherless home. Now, choose your parenting style. Are you going to be a parent that's involved, full engagement? That's the healthy. You have to be fully involved, fully involved. But the problem is if you are single and you're not living together, it's very difficult to be a full-time father. It's very difficult because you're living separate lives. Physically, you're not living together. So you're going to have to coordinate time that you're going to spend with your child. How much time, when, there's going to be a weekend, there's a monthly. It's going to take a lot of communication, effective communication to be able to be fully engaged in your child's life, to be able to be there. Child support, not just providing financially again, but being actively engaged in every other area in your child's life. Okay. Now, if you want to actively get involved in every aspect of your child's life, it's going to take some coordinating. You're going to have to work with the mother if you're not married and you're not living in the same house. It's not easy. You're going to be partially engaged the majority of the time. So you're going to have to select how you're going to be engaged with your child. If you're not married and you're not living in the house, you know, you have to select. You're going to have to choose how you're going to contribute to your child. Are you going to be there when the child is sick? You're going to be there for social and entertainment, recreational involvement. Are you going to be there to discipline the child? You're going to be there for religious activities. You're going to have to decide how you're going to be engaged with your child. Now, maybe you're not able to do all of that because you're not there physically living in the house. Or maybe you're not available because of your schedule. So you have to find a way where you're going to choose how you're going to be involved and how you're going to be engaged. All right. Spend quality and positive time with your child. How do you do that? A lot of Fathers don't know how to spend quality and positive time with their child. They don't know how to do that. 
Because again, they didn't have a healthy, positive role model. Maybe they, they were a fatherless child. They didn't have that, that, that model for them. Okay. Now, establish positive routine patterns and habits. That's, that's how you learn how to spend quality and positive time. Establish positive routines. All right. You're going to read your child a bedtime story. You're going to cook breakfast every morning. A routine. You're going to help your child do their homework. You're going to take them to the park. You're going to have some type of exercise program that you do with them every week or every month. However, okay, every month you're going to take them to the beach. Okay, how do you establish that? Just do it. Schedule it and do it. Work with the mother together and you all plan it out. Now, talking and engaging in conversation with your child. Fathers, talk to your children. Talk. Talk to them. Find out what they like, what they don't like. What do they think about this? Ask them their opinion, their views. Ask them what do they see. Ask them their perspective on things. Talk to your children, fathers. Talk to them. Okay, read to them or tell them stories. Engage with them in verbal communication. Teach them how to play a sport or a recreational game or a board game. That's you engaging with them, spending quality time. Take them out to different events, cultural activities, programs. Take them out on special occasions, birthdays, holidays, cultural activities that's going on at specific time in the community. Okay, you have Black History Month. Take them to black activities. I mean, it shouldn't just be one month. February it should be 365 days. You could take them to cultural activities. All right, take them to museum, art shows, play video games with them. All right, engage them in different tradition and customs. All right, create a family hobby. If you create a family hobby, you all can do things together. Get to know your child. Get to know them as individuals. They are unique little people. They're growing up real fast. They're not going to be little too long. So it's very important, fathers, that you spend quality time with your children. Get to know their needs, their dreams, their mannerism, demeanor, personality traits, stress factors. You know, what stresses your children out? So when they are stressed out, you can know you can help them. It's very important. Find out about your children. It's not just the mother's job to know the child. It's also your job because that's your child as well. Now, let your children get to know you. Age appropriate, of course. You're not going to give your child too much information. You know, it's not appropriate. There's limits and there's boundaries with your child. But you could tell them about yourself, about your hobbies. Let them see you engaging in hobbies. Let them know what you like and what you don't like. Let them, you know, know about your past, your history, how you were as a child. What type of relationship you had with your family, with your parents. Let them see you engage, you know, with your family members. Let them see you so they can get to know you, that it's not two strangers, all right? Now, prepare a good future for your child. A lot of people don't think about their children's future. It depends on your background. If you were brought up in a home where your father wasn't there or your father wasn't really actively involved in your life, you're not going to be thinking about your children's future because... That's not what was done for you, all right? Let's talk about preparing for your child's future financially. Invest money for your children. Teach them about investment. 
Get a life insurance policy for yourself. If something happens to you, at least your child will financially be okay for a good time. Open a savings account for your child. Teach them about budgeting. Teach them about financial literacy. Literacy. It is your job as a parent, as a father, to invest in your child's future. Prepare them. Prepare them so they'll know about making money and not always having to work a job nine to five. Teach them about being an entrepreneur, having their own business, even if you didn't have your own business. But put it in their minds that it's possible they can and they can work towards that goal. Now, education-wise, prepare your children academically for scholarships. Teach them. Don't just depend on the school to teach them everything. Teach them things at home. So a lot of things the education institutions don't give them that as, as a parent, you can do. You can prepare them for a different standard tests. You can help them get a greater understanding of what's happening in the educational world. You can really help them. You can prepare them for college or vocational training. It's up to you as a parent to invest in your children's educational future. Sports. Some children are great athletes or they have the ability to be great athletes. Now, it's up to you as a parent, as a father, you know, help your children get sports scholarships or help them enhance their athletic abilities so they can get to the level where they can get a sports scholarship or play at a school. All right. Now, identify your children's talents. If they have musical talents, they have drawing, art, they can sing, they can dance. Enroll them in special programs, you know, help them improve, develop that talent, that natural gift that they have. Maybe that can help them get a scholarship into a school or help them get into a particular career. Invest in your children's future. Self-defense. Teach your children martial arts, boxing, mixed martial arts. Help them to protect themselves, not just the girls, but the boys as well. Because a lot of things are happening. Children are being abducted. We have human trafficking. Teach your children safety measures. How to be safe and how to stay safe. It's very important that you teach your children these things. Because if you don't, they won't know how to protect themselves. As a father, invest in your children by teaching them how to protect themselves. Put them in a class if you don't know anything about self-defense. Just teach them safety precautions. Teach them. Language. Help them learn multiple languages, especially if you're bilingual, trilingual, or you have access to multiple languages. Teach them another language because that makes them more marketable. They have an asset. They have a resource that they can use to better themselves. Vocational trades. All right, teach them. If you have a vocational trade, teach your children. Carpentry, plumbing, electricity, handyman services, laying tiles, whatever it is, tree cutting, gardening, fishing. Teach your children a vocational trade. It's not just about them going to college all the time. You can actually teach them to have a trade. They can go to college and still have a trade and be handy. They can fix things around the house or they can you know, fix things and make extra money. Teach them. Teach them. Let them be flexible and open-minded when it comes to fixing things around the house. Teach them how to fix a car, 
how to change a tire. Fathers, teach your children. Prepare them for the future. Don't just be someone who's there and you're just there. You're not really actively engaged with them. They're little people with open minds. They're intelligent. They can learn. Teach them. All right? Now, invest in your children's health. Teach them how to be healthy and their nutrition, what they're eating. Help them to exercise. Develop a exercise plan or exercise program for them. Teach them how to get proper rest. Teach them how to develop healthy habits when it comes to eating right, exercising, and taking care of their bodies. As a father, you can do that. You can help your children have those skills. Teach them how to engage in spirituality, doing yoga, meditation, connecting with the spirits, ancestral wisdom. You could pass that on to your children. Teach them cultural appreciation. Teach them how to appreciate their culture, their tradition, their custom. As a father, you can definitely prepare your child for a future. All right? Don't just think about today. Think about five years from now, where you want your children to be. Ten years from now, where you want them to be. Twenty years from now, where you want them to be. And wherever it is that you want them to be, it starts today. It starts when they're a baby. It starts when they're a child, when they're teenagers. Invest in your children's future. A lot of people say, I want my child to be a doctor. I want my child to be a lawyer. I want my child to do this and do that and do this. But they're not willing to sacrifice for their children's well-being. They're not willing to give certain things up just to be there for their children. They're not willing to go all out for their children. Some fathers are very self-centered and selfish. The same way you have some mothers who are self-serving and selfish. Some parents, period, are just selfish, no matter if they're male or female. So if you want to invest in your child's future, it's very important that you are willing to invest your money, your resources, your time, and everything, everything that you have to do to help that child get situated academically, educational-wise, mentally, socially, in every possible way, all right? Now, you have that power to help your child prepare for a future. If you want your child to be a doctor, go find out what it takes for that child to be a doctor. I mean, you can't force them to be a doctor, but you can help them at five years old, start preparing for that. At 10 years old, at 15, don't wait till the child graduates from high school because by that time, the classes they needed, they, they never took it. The discipline they needed, they never had it. The study habits they needed, they never develop it. So don't wait till that child gets to be 15. Start immediately. Introduce the idea to them. If they want to be that doctor, they will be prepared. They'll have the skills, the resources, the opportunities, the connection, everything they need. And sometimes you have to give up useless habits, hobbies, 
negative friends, controlling or negative family members. Now, let's just talk about that for a while. You know, for you to be a father, you got to be mature. You got to be grown. You can't be a father and still want to be a child yourself and still want to be a little boy. You got to be grown. That means you got to do grown folks stuff. You got to give up some things. These useless habits. Okay, before you became a father, you want to hang out at the strip club and waste all your money at the strip club. It was all right because you didn't have any children to support. You didn't have any children to take care of. You want to spend your time watching pornography all day, gambling. You want to be promiscuous, run around with this woman, that woman, this woman, that woman. That was okay if that's what you wanted to do. But now that you're a father, you have to think about your children's future. You have these useless habits. You're wasting money on a bunch of women here, there, buying them stuff. You could take that money and invest it in your children. Invest it in your children's future. Open a savings account. Make an investment on your children's behalf. Purchase a life insurance, like I said. That child, after 15 years, you know how much money you're going to have in that investment account? All that money you're spending at the strip club, you put it in an investment for your child. You know, after 15 years, how much money you're going to have? By the child time that child is 21, you know how much money you're going to have? You gambling every week. You gambling. You wasting money. You know how much money you would have if you use that in a savings account or an investment account for your child? All the money you spending on drugs and making it rain at the club, buying expensive liquor. So it's important that you give up all these useless habits, hobbies. You sitting there at the golf club playing golf all day, neglecting your children. All the time that you spent at the golf course, you could have spent some of that time with your children investing in their future, investing in them, giving them your time, your love, your energy, your knowledge. You're investing in useless hobbies, things that's not going to serve you. You're out there hanging out on the street with your friends. You have children. Now, if you didn't have any children, you could hang out all day. But invest in your children. It's very important that you invest your time and your energy. It is a worthwhile investment. Even if that child don't give you nothing back, it's okay. Your future generation is secure. Secure. Their future will look good. They don't have to suffer if they continue on the path that you placed them. You did your part as a father. Now, lastly, for this segment, because I'm going to have to continue this conversation in part two, being a parent don't stop at 18 years old. It continues. The relationship just changes. They still need your guidance, your emotional support, and financial assistance. 18 years old, they're not ready. They're not an adult where they can be independent and take care of themselves. Legally, they're an adult at 18, but they don't have adult resources at 18. They don't have a living wage paying job where they could actually pay their their living expenses. So as a father, you can't say, well, my child's 18. I'm no longer a father. 
I'm no longer responsible for this child. I no longer need to be part of their life. They're just on their own. No, you're still a father until that child is no longer alive. Now, your role absolutely going to change. You're not going to have to be as actively involved in their lives, but nevertheless, you're still involved. I'm going to stop right here, and I'm going to continue with the role and responsibility of a father, and we're going to continue the conversation on fatherhood. Thank you.